undefeated flyweight prospect Nate Smith, the Savage. What's going on, man? How you doing? I'm chilling, man. I'm chilling, just taking in, taking things day by day, my man. No doubt, no doubt, man. That's the that's the life we live in right now, right? Man, especially during this time, it's difficult for everybody. But you know, I come from a I come from an area. You make do what you got, so. I just got to do what I got to do at this point. Yeah, every other sport, it seems like they're at a standstill, but MMA just keeps moving. That's what's great about it, right? Right. And, and you know, no, not many people really even thought about, you know, how we're going to end up getting the ball rolling, how this is going to interact, how training is going to be, you know, because everybody got to be within contact. You can't just train by yourself and then expect for yourself to be a champion, especially in this type of sport or a top contender. It takes a lot. You, you need your partners. You need the old coaches. You need everyone around you. But yet, during this time, everybody got to be six feet. <laughs> yeah. So, so it, it's, it's kind of, you know, you got like I said, you got to do what you got to do at this point, you know? Hey, what did you think about, uh, that makes me think about Stephen A. Smith when he said that when Justin Gaethje oh. and uh, Tony Ferguson fought, the reason why they didn't go to the ground is because he was worried about the coronavirus, man. <laughs> Yo, yeah, we were, we were uh, after he made that statement, me, Gaethje, and then quite a few others at the, at the, on the team were laughing about that. Coach Whitman was like, "What the hell is he talking about? Like, does he even understand this sport at all?" He's like, uh, "The only thing he can fear is like, I don't know, the the psychopathic way of fucking uh, uh, Tony Ferguson rubbing off on Gaethje. Everybody thinks yeah. Gaethje, you know, just like." Had this little weird sense of personality, which he, he does, but he's a character. He's his own thing. Mm-hmm. He's just like, yeah, that's the only thing we're afraid of rubbing up on him is Tony Ferguson's uh, <laughs> mental state. So <laughs> we didn't want him to start doing the Tony Ferguson challenge outside of practice yeah. for a warm up. Yeah. It was hilarious. Definitely, man. Well, let's go back to you know the beginnings, man. You had a a long, extensive amateur career. Do you feel like a lot of guys nowadays, they jump too fast into the pros and, and it kind of fizzles out for them because they don't have that experience? Yeah, man. I've been in this game for a very long time. And even the, the, the records that show as me as an amateur, I had over 33. That's, that's the funny part. There's not many on fights that's on there that I've seen. I know before Nate Hernandez, I believe that was my very first fight. Yeah. Te- technical fight <laughs> uh, was on there. But, I mean, there's... There's a lot of young guys that are going in there, following the hype around the crowd and saying, like, oh, I'm ready, I'm ready to go, but have zero confidence within their striking, wrestling, jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, the, you know, everything. Because MMA is different. It's mixed martial arts. You have to learn a bunch of disciplines, different disciplines at that, and utilize it to the much, of, you know, to your advantage and, you know, learn from it. A lot of people try to jump in and, Think, oh, I'm a pro. I'm about to make big money. I'm gonna get to the UFC. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that, and have a very, very short career. And it took me a, a very long time, man. It took me a very long time to get to the point where I was like, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. You know, it was some, you know, some pros, veterans, even UFC veterans, they were saying like, oh yeah, you're ready. But I was like, nah, I don't think so, not yet. But it took, like I said, it took me a minute to get to that point. And when 2017 hit, I was like, all right, let's do this. And now here we are. How did you know you were ready? You know, even though people are telling you you're ready, but you felt like, nah, you know, I'm going to take my time. How did you know? 
I think just from understanding not only myself and trusting myself within the matter because I'm putting my all into it. It's like wrestling. I had to trust my not only my coaches and what they teach me and having that blueprint. I had to trust the sense but not only my skill set because of how much I put in and getting the understanding of like how much I put in is how much I get out of it. You know? So once I got to the point where I was like, I'm confident on the ground. I'm confident, uh, you know, on, on the feet. I'm confident distance-wise and understanding the rhythm, uh, breaking rhythm, strategy, and utilizing the cage and what you can do and certain manipulations, you know, certain little trick things. And one of my old teammates, uh, Pat Downey, used to tell me, he, uh, me and I pulled out some of my slickest stuff and hit him with it. He's like, you can't out-slick oil. So, <laughs> so, so, you know, within that statement, that kind of, you know, kind of stuck with me. Because I'm slick. Don't get me wrong. I, I have yeah. some slick stuff on my feet when it comes to wrestling. But that man right there is slick. Slick. So, from, like like I said, just trusting myself, trusting my skill set, man, it, it took a very hot minute. And when I got to that confidence, I was like, I'm good all around to the point where I feel like there's no one that can beat me. The only person that can beat me is me. Then I was like, let's do this. I'm not afraid to. I don't, I don't take losses. I take lessons. So... It, it, like within that, I'm not afraid. Like everybody gets too caught up and wrapped up when they're being one and oh, two and oh, having this whole pressure. I'm like, I wrestled, you know, in front of the whole entire world before. You talking about pressure? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. y- y- you don't understand. Like, I've been there, done that. I wrestle against the top, top people around the world. And, and man, when you get to the confidence and up having like, I'm the baddest MF around. You're gonna be. You're gonna end up feeling that way because you have that confidence in yourself, not only in your training, your attribute, and you know how hard you push. Some people kind of say that to themselves to the point where they believe it, but their input doesn't show. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I don't really talk that much. I and mean, when I talk, you you better listen. If you don't, then that's your own downfall. <laughs> <laughs> Who have been, you know, the key figures in your fight life? that have developed you to this level right now that you're at? Oh, man, there's so many people, so many people, uh, from coaches to athletes, like even my college coaches, Luke Moffitt, and, you know, Mark Rowe, you know, Troy Bennett, then alongside with my even my teammates, like Pat Downey, Richie, Richie Lewis, you know, shout out to my boys, uh, and the rest of the Iowa Central wrestling team, then alongside with, like, Anthony Smith that played a huge part, huge part. Houston Alexander, you know, Danny Molina, Scott Morton. They played a huge part. And then alongside also with my coaches that I have now, even my uncle, Carrington Banks, you know, they played a huge significant part in my life and helped me get to the point where I am today because I pick people's minds. I love picking people that are older than me that's been in the sport, you know, for so long, even as just as professional, not even speaking upon the UFC, just understanding what I could do and the things they didn't have versus what I have now and a lot of people don't take advantage of that they don't sit back and be quiet they just want to talk you can learn a lot by being quiet the most quiet person is the most dangerous person because they listen and hear everything they pay attention to everything why not be that person yeah why not you know so I just sat back you know train even though a bunch of these guys that are out of my weight classes I just didn't care because that was just the wrestling mentality of me. So I just kind of took on those challenges, took on the difficulty and, you know, persevered through it all and continue to push forward, you know, and just consistently being relentless. 
Yeah, I think a lot of people from the outside, they'll just look at your record before you go on the contender series and say, oh, this guy, he's 6-0, and you know, he just won every fight. Mm -hmm. So he's never been through adversity. But what are what are some of the major changes you, do you think you have made throughout the years that uh, have paid dividends for you, you know, with adversity in mind? Oh, man, it's a mental thing. Because uh, with my mentality, I refuse to be broken. And that's kind of there's certain things that you can teach and you can't teach heart, you know, and that's one other another thing that I had been had that since I was a little boy. Um, man, it, it, it took like over the years, it took from a lot of trial and error. Uh, it took a lot of beatings in the gym and giving out beatings in the gym and, and still being not satisfied because I feel like there's so much more. It's kind of that natural sense where, you know, not to go do something. And, or something told you your gut instinct or whatever you may call it told you not to do it. And then, boom, a result come out of it, which was negative, and you didn't do it. So you're not a part of that negative outcome. You know what I mean? So it's kind of, I don't know, it's a natural sense. Some just told me, like, hey, we got we got more room to grow. We got more involvement. And in each fight, I evolved, and I continue to show that I involved. I'm never the same person. I'm never going out there doing the same thing. I try to figure out a formula to beat myself. That's that's the funny thing. And I don't think many people, they don't have answers for me. I don't think they have answers to beat me. Again, like, the only person that can beat me is me. So I kind of figure out ways how to beat myself and then capitalize on it by working on it in the gym and fixing it, fixing it, fixing it. You could come out there with a game plan thinking, oh, he's going to do this and do this. Little do you know, I've been working on it for over six or seven months and been utilizing it. Then got beyond that point of you thinking you, you know, expose me or then you can break my rhythm and, you know, break my timing or, you know, defeat me in that order. Well, I'm already playing like 10, 12 steps ahead. I play chess, not checkers. So a lot of people don't get that. And I love playing chess. And they don't, people don't get that. They, people don't get that about me. So over the years, I made a ton of adjustments, and it took a lot, man. It took a lot. JP buys. He's the man in your way to a UFC contract. What are your thoughts on him and the, his style of fighting? Mediocre. Uh, I don't see nothing special. Nothing I haven't already seen. Another wrestler, Greco wrestler like myself, uh, who honestly just want to either strike or keep, or no turn into a wrestling match. Granted, I, I like to wrestle, but I don't like to wrestle, so I really don't want to utilize my energy. But if I do, I'm going to make you pay for it. Um, I will whisper in your ear all day. I can do this all day. And I'll take you down with ease, and we can do this all day. But the same to wrestling, that's just a fight. So I, I really honestly feel like he has no answer for me. He's just going to come out there, try to turn, turn this technical fight into a brawl, bring me to a brawl, and try to bring me to his world. That's not going to happen. We're going to end up keeping my distance. We're going to end up, you know, utilizing our range. I'm taller, longer, stronger, and definitely faster. Um, definitely good, better in him in every area. And that's how I personally feel. And he can take that however I want, however he wants. So, uh, to me, he again, he's just another individual in my way. And stopping me from what I'm trying to do, which is shake this world to its core, especially within the flyweight division since it's up for grabs still, regardless of the so-called champion that we have right now. And I don't like it, and not one bit. And I know for a fact that I can be a top contender. I can be a threat in this division. And a lot of people kind of look past me and underestimate me. But yet, with my record shows, I even, even took on 
some tough cats took on some prospects, one of which is on the same card trying to get a UFC contract. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So if within that you continue to sleep on me, you're going to fall asleep for real. Just keep just keep watching. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. How has the training been? You know, you did fight earlier this year in February, and then maybe a couple of weeks after that, the pandemic started. So what has the training been like for you the last couple of months? Oh, man, it's been brutal. Because uh, even during the, when everything shut down, you know, we were expecting something. And, you know, obviously when everything shut down, everything closed down, even combat sports itself. So I was doing a little bit of training, like quarter percentage of training, not 100% like I normally did. It felt weird, unusual. But once everything started getting back in motion, and it took, like I said, it took a little bit. I even started getting with some of my teammates. We started doing some things in the park. We started training together. We, we didn't care training, you know, one of our teammates, you know, backyard. They have a big backyard, have some masks, or somebody bring over some masks, lay them out. We got our training. We're not missing a beat. We're not trying to miss a beat. We're continuing to learn. And not everything has to do with physical, you know, physical training. You can train the brain itself. You know, I study fights. I watch fights. We sit down with our coaches. We discuss this. This is how you involve as a fighter, as a mixed martial artist, you know? So... Man, once we got like a get, like I said, once we got like the motion rolling, going back into the gym, it was brutal. Like you, I felt it, you know, and uh, I had to keep pushing to myself to the point where I'm at now, where I'm like, all right, I'm good to go. I'm like, I'm, I ha I got my, I got my rest. I got my body got his rest because this is the longest break I have ever took in my entire life. Technically, people like to go into camps when they know they have a fight, but I'm never out of camp. I'm always training. Like, there's not a day I don't train. I don't just choose to be like, oh, I'm going to be gone for six weeks. And, oh, I got a fight book, and I'm going to come back for a few months training. That's not how that works, especially with me. I'm a 24-7 everyday guy. Like, I'll take my days off on the weekends, sometimes, even at that. But the training was was brutal, you know, but, we, we you know, we got ready for that. We, we were pushing. We, we were pushing to get to the point of the actual, you know, good – 100% rotation of your physical health, my physical health at that. So it just, man, it, it, it took a lot. So within this time frame to see where I'm at now, within a short amount of time, since everything is still slightly opening, uh, it's a huge accomplishment in my book. I mean, I'm a wrestler. If we had a tournament this weekend, I had to make 125 pounds or 133 pounds. All right, coach say less and make weight and do what we got to do and go dominate. You know, it doesn't change the, the main goal. It doesn't change, you know, the, the, the vision that we're trying to have. The main vision is get the contract, stay within the organization and make, not make, I won't even just say make noise. I want to say raise hell. Cause that's what I'm trying to do. How do you see this fight playing out? Do, are we going to, you know, do we expect a, a signature Nate Smith's performance, or are we going to see something different from you? Oh man, it's it might be it might be the same thing for me, but uh, new to you because mm -hmm. you know, like everybody, like my last performance in March, that throw, that Grego throw, I hit mm -hmm. that throw since I was a kid. I do it all the time. It's just it's just ironic. I never did it uh, in a live fight. I even hit it in the in, you know in the training room. And there's certain things that I do in the training room that I don't do in the fight because. I, you know, I kind of go at, go along with the fight. I just wait for my opportunity. When I see it, I take it. 
I know you're hurt. You're hurt. But I'm not no fool. I know when people are playing possum. Like, man, I'm going to just keep tagging you from a distance. Let me see if you can make a bad shot. Or you make no, you don't make no initiative. I'm going to take the initiative. I'm going to close the gap. I'm going to hurt you. So with JP, I'm I'm going to do whatever I want to this guy. Like, and I say that arrogantly. I'm going to do whatever I want to him because the simple fact he's in my way. Uh, he had his chance and he didn't do well with it. He how I don't understand how you can win a, was winning a fight, dominating the fight with your wrestling, and gas gets tired. So you just blow your whole steam. So you you don't even understand the, your time length. Okay, so that tell me you want to come out the gate firing real quick, huh? With me, you'll get caught. You'll go. You'll go to sleep, and that's why I'm kind of expecting to put him out. Honestly, it doesn't matter if it's the first, second, third. Shit, if Dana White won two more rounds, we can do two more rounds. We can do five rounds. I keep saying that. I'm gonna say it again. We can do five rounds. I don't care. I will go, go to that extent, and I will drag him in deep waters, and I promise you, he won't survive. All right. Well, you know, there's uh, all different types of competitors in in the sport. You know, there's usually two categories that you know, individuals put themselves in. Do you feel like you're a, a martial artist or a, a prize fighter at this point in your career? I feel like I'm a martial artist, man. I, I don't consider myself a prize fighter. It's kind of like a label and I don't do labels. You know, I'm, martial arts to me is an art. I love art. Like you see my little Goku, uh, my little Goku picture <laughs> yeah, back there, man. That's dope, man. Like I have a whole little wall here. You know, my 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 lady has been putting together, my girl been putting together for me, but it's it. I love art, and mixed martial arts been art to me since I was a kid. I was training, doing mixed martial arts as a kid, but not competitively. I was just learning as you know for you know self defense, and it's just beautiful, like. There's certain tactics, there's certain way, how you can, you know, joint relation, uh, joint manipulation, things of that nature, like with Sogudu Bujitsu. Like, there's so many things. Then with Taekwondo, Karate, Kempo, even Jiu-Jitsu, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu at that, like, it's so many things. And it made me fall in love with it. And I'm, I'm from Chicago. We love our art. You know, we, we, we're really fans of art, street art, you know, sculptures things in that nature so we're, we're we're different we're very diverse when it comes to art and me this is this is nothing but art and wrestling is an art you know it and it shows like this this person hit this clean takedown off this clean setup hit this angle to hit this angle you know shot reshot it's the same thing if you slow it down there's beautiful pictures it's nothing but art and that's how i feel as a mixed martial artist and i i truly believe i'm a mixed martial artist which I feel a lot of these fighters nowadays are not. There are guys that are just pumped up on protein, thinking they're the baddest man on the planet, knowing they're the biggest chump there is. And honestly, whoever watched this interview, they can take it however they want it. All smoke is welcome on my end. Um, and that's how I personally feel. All right, man. Well, August 11th, Contender Series. JP buys yes, the Savage. Las Vegas, UFC Apex. Thank you so much, Nate, for the time. And uh, good luck on the fight, man. And uh, hopefully next time we speak, you have that contract in hand. Man, I hope so. You know, we got it. only thing we can do is just take things day by day. We're going to look forward here to, what, three weeks? We got three weeks now. Mm -hmm. We're three weeks out till showtime, so it's going to be fun. I can't, I can't wait. I look forward to it.